What's up, guys? Welcome back to the On God's Time podcast. And we have a message for you. Before we get started, we've got a little message, alright? Please, like, comment, and subscribe to this channel. And I've never, ever, ever asked people to do that, but I have a vision for 2024, and I want to grow this channel, and I want more people to hear people's testimonies, to hear what God is doing in other people's lives, and uh, I've got a big vision for this channel in 2024, and I think God's doing some big stuff. So, you know, like, comment, subscribe. Y'all heard the man. Like, comment, subscribe. There we go. <laughs> Share good news. Good news, yeah. Um, guys, if you don't know who this is, uh, this is one of my best friends and my teammate uh, at Williams Baptist University, DJ Townsend. Uh, DJ is a liberal arts major. He is a bucket um, he'll never say it, but he is um, mid-range CEO. Um, but um, DJ's been a great friend to me, um, and he's you know just been someone who has helped keep me accountable in my faith walk and uh, as a basketball player. So DJ, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is DJ Townsend. Like I said, first want to say thank you for having me on, bro. Mm-hmm. You know, big deal. Uh, there's not much really to know. I'm just a mm-hmm. regular guy playing a little basketball, trying to. Use uh, try to use my platform to glorify mm-hmm. God and just be a good friend to people, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something you do well, man. Appreciate Honestly, it. like, I'd be really discouraged many days in practice if you didn't pick me up. <laughs> hey, man, somebody's got to be here for you. I think, I think that's why, you know, like, as a team, mm-hmm. sometimes we work well, you know. Mm-hmm. We have guys on the team, especially, you know, guys like me and you try to be there, encourage each other, keep us going. Yeah. Um, of course, I got to ask you the question of the podcast, but before we do that, I do want to shout you out for the other night um, against Hannibal. You know, you may not see it in this because DJ, would you say you're naturally a little introverted? Slightly. Slightly. I like to be left alone. Like, yeah. So DJ is more of like the like lead by example type, and I am the vocal like, hey, do this, do that type. And the other night we were playing Hannibal, and we've been on a losing streak. And I just saw DJ like, just yell, like, let's go, come on. And it was the only, I swear to you, I've, we've been teammates for two years, this is the first time I think I've seen you like, yell. <laughs> so what what made you want to do that? I don't know, I think we just need a little fire. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. It's just Somebody. had to be me. You might not see that again, but mm-hmm. you never know. And then the game before, he hit a three, and he's like, pumping the air. I was like, it doesn't happen much. No, it doesn't. I do it like. Probably once or twice a day. Yeah, nah. I guess we just, you know, we just do it a little different. Ain't mm-hmm. no wrong with that, though. Yeah, definitely not. I think that's one thing that's been nice. Like, you know, I've played for some coaches before who have honestly kind of, like, dampened my fire. Mm-hmm. Dampened? Is that, is that right? Yeah. Dampened my fire and said, like, hey, be more even kill, whatever. Coach Austin's been like, be you. Yeah. Like, be loud. Be energetic. For right. Sure. And that's... Kind of nice to have a coach who just lets you be yourself. I know when I was growing up, I used to watch like a lot of Steph Curry and stuff. Uh-huh. And like, of course, after he gets a shot, like he celebrates it. Yeah. You know, LeBron, all the stars at the time, they had a shot, they celebrate it. I remember like fifth grade, I used to start like doing this after I had a shot. Yeah. <laughs> and then my dad was like, don't do that. And yeah. I don't think I ever celebrated after that. That's crazy, bro. I mean, you watch Kobe, like Kobe was very, very even killed. Mm-hmm. And you know, Honestly, if Kobe, like, if he got really hype, it was over for you. Yeah. Like, because that's how you know he was, like, hyper-focused. Yeah. 
So I'm going to be honest. Sometimes, like, one thing maybe I need to work on a little bit is, like, sometimes I'll, I will get fired up and I need to stay even cool. Because, like, do you remember that third scrimmage we had? Yeah. When I was doing, like, re- like I had, like, the best scrimmage out yeah. of all of them that I'd had. Yeah. Like, in the first half, I won't say how many points I had, but I had a lot in the first half. Do and And to end the, the half, I, like, screamed. I was like, ah! Mm-hmm. And then, second half rolled around. I didn't score dealers, because I was like, because I was like so like, like yeah. that that I kind of like needed to probably stay a little more even. Until yeah, I, got you. Over. I mean, it happened, bro. Yeah, ain't no wrong with yeah. it. But DJ, I gotta ask you the question of the podcast. The whole reason I love to bring people on here. Um, when did you decide to stop living on your time and start living on God's time, and why? I would say. Growing up in church my whole life, my dad being a pastor, you know, I was exposed to church. I was exposed to Christianity. I was the kid that knew all the Bible study answers, you know. So, though I had the knowledge, it wasn't necessarily just in my heart. So, I got saved at a young age, was baptized by my father and my grandfather, who was also a pastor. And then, you know, growing up, I was pretty much, you know, just on the right track. And then you get to about, you know, middle school, high school, you start seeing different things, seeing different lifestyles. You try to, like, become this thing, become that thing. I let a couple things, you know, idolize in my life. Mm-hmm. Basketball being one of them. Uh, girls being another. Mm-hmm. Being, like, cool and popular was another. And so I let those things take over. And in a way, you know, you just get off track. Yeah. First, you're going straight and narrow. And you kind of veer off to the left, to the right. And then come to college. And that's when I, you know, we started maturing. You get mm-hmm. to college. And I started realizing, you know, like, this isn't my life. My life is... I'm here to glorify God. Yeah. I'm here to like do His purpose, and I'm not too entirely sure what my purpose is quite yet. But I know I'm trying to get on the right track to finding it. So now I would say that recently, like even in the last couple of years, with uh, guys like you holding me accountable, mm-hmm. and then just simply getting in my Bible more, and you know praying more, and trying to be more disciplined in the way that I live and living for God, that's when I started to live on God's time, not my own. Mm-hmm. Love that, dude. Because I, I think that, you know, I, I went through that little period of time, too. Like, um, especially, man, in high school, I mean, I went through, like, a time where I idolized girls. I mean, we, I think as men, we can be guilty of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think, you know, young Christian girls, I think they can be guilty of idolizing men. I mean, we all are. It's I mean, it's, it's biblical that we want to find someone, mm-hmm. but it's like... I've been guilty of abusing that and, um, you know, wanting to talk to or flirt with in a non-beneficial way to a lot of girls. And it's like, I mean, when I was in high school, you know, I've told you, I've talked about it a little before. I had a girlfriend for a long time and um, I I seriously think I went through a period where I probably didn't, I I probably didn't go months without reading my word one time. And it wasn't even necessarily because of like her, it was because... I was like putting all my hope in basketball mm-hmm. and her, uh, girls in general, mm-hmm. like what people thought about me. Right. And mm-hmm. I mean, when, man, when I was in high school, like I was, I was super guilty of like, okay, what do they think about me? I hit a shot. Like, whoa, oh, did my mom see that? Did my friends see that? Mm-hmm. Are they putting up the three sign when they hit a three or whatever? Yeah. And it's like the older I've gotten, I just like I don't, I don't care about pleasing people anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Like, of course, I want to make my family happy and make them proud. But the more I live for the Lord, mm-hmm. like, I don't, even have, I don't even have to try to make my family happy. Like, yeah. they just, they literally, like, they see me doing the podcast. They've seen, like, my book. They've seen, like, doing ministry with FCA. Mm-hmm. And they've just been like, we're so proud of you, and I'm not even trying to please them. So I think if you please, if you make an effort to please God, then you're going to make the right people happy. Yeah, it's all about, you know, priorities. And I think we've all been guilty of that, you know, putting certain things first. But when you put God first and you realize, like, why you're on this earth and your identity is wrapped in Him, that's when, you know, you start getting on the right track. And that's when life starts to fall in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, bro. I'm just genuinely, like, happier since I've... Yeah, put God in the forefront of my life. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Like, was there any kind of like, you know, Hudson used to do this with me, and he, he like would always ask people like, "What did you have like a Jonah moment? Uh, you know, Jonah in the Bible, like mm-hmm. he gets swallowed up in the whale, and he's like running from God, mm-hmm. and he, you know, God wants him to go to Nineveh to, you know, proclaim the good news to people." And he's just like, no, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And so did you ever like have a moment where you felt like God kind of just woke you up and he was like, hey, like, I want you to start living for me or, um, you know, living more for me. And, you know, like, what was that like for you? Yeah, I would say I would. I feel like I've had a bunch. Like, honestly, <laughs> Facts. I've had a lot of like epiphanies, a lot of general moments. I think one of the first ones was... Um, in high school, mm-hmm. as you know, I've had multiple knee surgeries. Yeah, and with basketball being the only thing I ever wanted to do, like a knee surgery, that's not something that you think was going to happen in your career. So, I had the knee surgery, and I already wasn't like just a standout player at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I was going into tenth grade. It's not like I was just that good. I wasn't starting or anything like that. I was just playing my role and trying to figure it out as I was doing. I had my knee surgery, and I just like couldn't get back right for a little while. It took me a long time to get my skill. But I think that was God saying, hey, you're forgetting about me. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. like I had, like he was pulling me back in a way, saying, come back to me, come back and find yourself grounded. So it took some time. And crazy enough, I had two more surgeries, but I think it's all because, you know, it was again God saying like, basketball is not your, it shouldn't be number one. I right. should be. So I would say that was my job. Yeah. That's crazy, bro, because, I mean, I wouldn't even know you've had knee surgeries, honestly, like, because you, oh, okay, the more I've gotten to know you, like, the more you will, like, my knee, <laughs> like, my leg, <laughs> that's the quote you do from Spongebob, yeah, but, uh, like, I wouldn't know because you really tough it out a lot, um, like, it seems like you've developed, like, a lot of resilience over the last couple of years, yeah. because, like, I don't know, like, when we're playing stuff, I mean, like you jump so high, like we're like the same height, and you can dunk and I can't. It's okay. I'm honestly, kind of jealous. <laughs> My arms a little longer than you. That's all. Yeah. Is. Let's see. <laughs> I meant like let's see who's what. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah, you've got two or three inches yeah, on me. My arms a little longer than yours. But yeah. I think like perseverance and resilience that I you get. High five. <laughs> I'm sorry, you high five me. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. The perseverance and the resilience that I get, I think it just comes from, like, what I've been through. Mm-hmm. And then, also, like, the people I've been around, like, you know Daniel Cobb. <laughs> we just played him. He goes, Henry's plays basketball. So, yeah. shout out to Daniel Cobb, if you by any chance watching this. But he, um, he was getting hurt in high school more than I was. Now, mind you, I was getting hurt a lot. I was having major surgeries, but he was also having major injuries. And so, seeing somebody like him who was really going through something mm-hmm. that was, like, Honestly, it was worse than what I was going through. Even though what I was going through was bad, 
seeing him push through and keep playing, like he's still playing college ball to this day. Yeah. See, he's a good player too. Great player. Seeing him keep going, that puts something in me to keep going as well. Mm-hmm. And then you know, we've been through four forty threes, you know. Oh gosh. You go through four forty threes, you can you can do anything. <laughs> to be honest. Bro, I'm about to if he still wants to, I'm gonna have Coach Austin on. You should. And you know what I'm gonna ask him? And I, I hope he I hope he listens to this so he knows. I'm gonna say, why four forty three? Like like and you know he always says like I think I think he said that he had like a buddy at Michigan or wherever. Uh-huh. They started at four forty five, so we gotta start at four forty three. And I'm gonna say, no, why? Right? <laughs> like why four forty three? For real. Man. But I was early. I will tell you though. I don't. I seriously. I don't think anything athletically I will ever do in my life will be as hard as that. I agree. Like, what else are you gonna do that's harder than pushing a truck at four a.m.? That's what I'm saying. And then, like, by week three, it's like I'm like, Lord, please. It's not just. It's not just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's a month. Oh yeah. It, why don't you explain it? No, they don't need. To they don't need. To <laughs> I talked about it on my day in the life video. Like I was like. I, I kind of took them through it, uh-huh. but uh, but no, nah, it's, it's I w- I will say this though seriously, like my freshman year when we did four forty threes, every single every single four forty three, I would you know go we would lift, push the truck, whatever, do what we were gonna do, and then I would maybe shoot like right after that, and, and then I would take like a three hour nap, Smart. and well. We're not going to like what I'm about to say. Uh-oh. So freshman year, that's what I did every 443. This year, I don't know, maybe you remember me telling you this. I had the goal of staying up. Yeah, you told me. Yeah. You didn't take and any guess, naps. Guess how many naps I took. I think I took yeah. one. Or maybe two. I can't remember. Maybe two. Yeah. But I promise you, like, doing that, I'm an early bird now. Like. You got it. <laughs> you got it. What did I, what did I text you that, that uh one day, I was like, hey, bro, you want to work out in the morning? And you said, no. You said, what What time? I said, six. You said, bro, I'm not getting up at six. Nah, I couldn't do it, bro. Not at that time. <laughs> yeah. But it, but it's like, I'll say 443s has definitely made me a better man. Yeah, it makes you tougher, for sure. Yeah. Whether you know it or not. Yeah. So, if you don't know what 443s is, uh, I'll have Coach Austin explain it, okay? <laughs> um, but it's, we get up. We gotta be at the weight room at 4:43, and we like push coach's truck. We do weights, and then some days we run, do a tire push. It's like being in the army. Yeah. Like I was explaining it to my best friend Hudson, who's like in the Marines, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Dang." Yeah. Like it's tough. Cause he was like, "I'm gonna be honest." What? He told me, he's like, I'm going to be honest, that's not harder than what we do, mm-hmm. but it's close. <laughs> like, he was like, but it's close. It's up there. Man. Yeah. If it's close to the Marines, it's crazy, bro. But, um, dude, tell me, like, um, I know that, you know, I've had a lot of, like, reflection in the last year or two as far as, like, I've gone through different periods of time where I've, you know, maybe not played as much or I maybe have not, like, played as much as I'd like. And I think I've proven to myself that I love basketball. Like, because I'm like, whether I score 20 or whether I score 5, I still love showing up. Mm-hmm. So, and, and like, I mean, Coach will tell you, our program is hard. Like, we, 
I mean, defense is the foundation of everything. We uh, we play fast. We condition a lot. Like, what makes you show up each day? Because there's honestly, like, he's even said, like, you know, if you show up and you work as hard as you can, mm-hmm. like, like we need to try and have that attitude every single day. Yeah. And so, what is it that makes you show up, even just as a college athlete? Like, what makes you show up and continue to work hard every day? I love basketball, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, I really do. It's been, it's so fun. It brings people together. Mm-hmm. Like, if it weren't for basketball, we would not be sitting here right now. That's okay. Yeah. But, like, also, if I'm being honest, like, probably probably my family keeps mm-hmm. me going the most. Cause yeah. I feel like it's just people I want to let them down. Like, who am I to quit? Mm-hmm. Who am yeah. I to give up? Because I got all these people that have invested so much time, so much money, so much effort, like so much energy into me simply just playing basketball. Like mm-hmm. my mom, I used to live like thirty minutes from my school. Mm-hmm. So like driving there there and back every day, that's a lot. And my mom used to have me to drive me thirty minutes in the morning through traffic and then go to work and then after school I'm in there trying to still get up shots. So it's like eight o'clock. She ain't even been back home yet. You know? mm, so yeah. who am I to quit playing this game that I love when I got people like her that have put so much time in and then my dad, like he always invested in my training. And mm-hmm. I had trainers like Like he would rebound for you and stuff too? Sometimes. Yeah. But like he always made sure I had the best trainers. Like he would hook me up with it. Whoever he knew that could, you know, better my athletic ability. And I don't wanna let my trainers down, I don't wanna let my dad down, I don't wanna let anybody that has invested time with me, I don't wanna let them down. So that's what keeps me showing up every day. That's solid, bro. Because so many people, like, I will say, as as someone who does basketball training, like, I, I train young younger players all the time. And I will say the kids who understand the investment their parents are making are 100% going to work harder. Mm-hmm. Like, because... There's been a couple times where, like, I've had to tell players when I'm working out with them, like, they just goof off. Yeah. And I'm like, and honestly, you know, like, working with younger kids, you're just going to, that's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, exactly. like, like, in high school, I've never had a high schooler goof off when mm-hmm. I work with them. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you can tell the kids who really understand the sacrifice that their parents are having to make. Yeah. Like, they are more focused. They work harder. Um, and sometimes I think, like, just... You know, going through adversity will do that. Like mm-hmm. for me, bro, when I was in uh, when I was in high school, you know, I've I've told on here because I had you know Spencer on here, Spencer Reeves, yeah. kind of like a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Austin, you know, Austin Reeves' brother, the Lakers. Like whenever I was in high school, I never had a trainer. Right. Like because for me, you know, the closest like training facility or place where there was like a legit trainer mm-hmm. was Jonesboro. So that was an hour from my home yeah. or in Little Rock, an hour and a half away. Yeah. And so my parents straight up told me, baby, we love you. But like with our work schedule, with Parker, my little brother playing, mm-hmm. with your brother playing, like we, we can't drive you once a week. Yeah. And so bro is the, the craziest thing. I think I told it when Spencer came on um, like a year ago, I had him on and he shared his testimony. It was, it was a good episode. I think that, Maybe we told it, but I literally prayed. Like I was a ju- I was going into my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. It was maybe like, like maybe like a month left in sophomore year. I can't remember, but I prayed. I said, God, I think I've done everything I can do on my own. 
like I think I've learned everything. I need someone to show me. Yeah. Like I need a trainer or a mentor or someone. And I was like, Lord, like this is the dream you're giving me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I just I kind of realized like I always like to work out by myself. And I realized like, Lord, I, I need other people. Yeah. And I don't have them right now. Yeah. And the the most insane thing happened. Like growing up, I mean, I always watched them play. Like I watched them play in the state championship. Mm-hmm. Um, watched, you know, like they were just good examples. They were always really nice when I saw like when I saw them. Like I was a little kid. Hey Caleb, how you doing? How's your games been going? Like yeah. they never wanted to talk about themselves. Yeah. And so I pull up to the community center one day, and Spencer is right there. Like shooting, training by himself. I was like, hey, what's up, man? He was like, hey, what's up? And I like, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't seen him in like probably two or three years. Right. And I was like, well, what have you been up to, man? You know, and he's like, well, I just graduated from UCM and, you know, now I'm trying to go play overseas and play and all this. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. And he said, well, what are you about to do? I was like, I'm about to get my workout in. He said, well, you want to just work out with me? Yeah. And I was like, crazy, bro. Cause I was like, oh my gosh. Like I literally just prayed. Mm-hmm for like God to send someone in my life right and it was crazy on God's time like yeah. actually <laughs> and so bro I proceeded and like I mean I, I paid him to work with like he was doing basketball training and I paid him to work with me for like you know probably like a week mm-hmm. and then I would end up going back later and shooting with him and playing ones with him and we just you know like got to know each other even better than we already did right. and then and then he just told me one day, he sat me down, he's like, listen, like, you know, Austin's at Oklahoma, like, he's not able to be home right now, I'm just in free agency, like, I need someone to work out with, mm-hmm. and so he was like, I don't want to charge you anymore, I just want you to work out with me every single day, Nice. and we did that, like, six days a week, and I was like, thank you so much, yeah. and, like, I told him, like, bro, you literally are a godsend, mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, like, I wouldn't be here. Like, I would not be playing college basketball without that dude. Right. And so God sent him at the right time. And, and to, to you know, wrap this up, like, I I was thankful for that because I never had it. Yeah. And so I think that, Pete, like you said, like, that's what keeps me going is the fact that where I was to where I'm at now mm-hmm. is strictly because of what other people have done in my life. And that's why I love the game. Yeah. That's great, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but I wouldn't be here without other people. I mean, yeah, it's good to have people like Spencer pour into young people because that's really what we need. I think like all good basketball players have had that have had somebody older than them mm-hmm. pour into them, and I think that's why basketball is such a great sport. Cause like we, I know you for sure, but like we want to be those guys that pour into the next mm-hmm. great player. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wasn't Isaac kind of that for you? Yep. Isaac was, you know, he's been on the podcast, so mm-hmm. Isaac is... Shout out Isaac! Shout out to Isaac, man. Big bro. Yeah, doing his thing over there are you. Freaking... Um, who? He is. Two. Yeah, wow. It's insane. Uh, he uh, was two years older than me. He's two years mm-hmm. older than me. So I'm a sophomore. He's a senior. And man. <laughs> that boy was hooping. <laughs> boy was hooping my senior, his senior year, so... But like they was, I had to guard every day practice. Yeah, that's because I'm a like scout team at the top. But no he, wonder, no wonder my hand doesn't 
phase you when I'm, I'm I got my hand in your face, you hit the shot anyway. No wonder, bro. I took a lot of things from him. Like, you know how he jumps so high on the shot. Oh my gosh. Got that straight from him. I remember going into my senior year, obviously, we had the same basketball coach, Coach Miller. Right. And so I'm like, okay, how can I like do this? Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, it makes perfect sense. He literally just played in the system, mm-hmm. the same exact system, same offense, same defense. And he was getting, you know, 30, 40 a game, whatever he wanted to have that night. And so I just watched his highlight like every day. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's what I need to do. So I took all the moves. Mm-hmm. At least I tried. And that's how I got here, pretty much. Facts. Nah, he's, I mean, we've had, yeah, we've had Isaac on before. That's why I love doing the podcast. I just love bringing people on. And then it's like, hey, this person was on, this person was on. And it's like, it's like. It's all intertwined. Yeah, it's intertwined, yeah. man. But nah, I like. We, uh, I worked out with Isaac this summer, mm-hmm. and I worked out with you, because mm-hmm. my mom was doing the FCA camp in Little Rock, yeah. so I saw both of y'all, yeah. and bro, Isaac is like the most humble dude I've ever met, because I literally, like, I think I know what you're about to say, you know what I'm about to say, because we were, so we were working on, like, like, a little in and out into a pull up, uh-huh. and I did something, and he went, he said, whoa, 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 do that again, do that again. And I did it. He said, that's beautiful. <laughs> and then he said, he said, yo, you get higher on your jump shot than I do. See, that's what and I, and I, you know what I said? I said, no, I don't, bro. You're doing that. I don't know why you're doing that. No, I don't. Stop being, like, overly humble. I don't know why you're doing that. Because you ever see him jump from, like, the three? Bro, yes. He'd be, like, this high. That's, like, two feet. Like, I don't understand. If you see a picture of that man, he literally, he will, like, like, his pull-up is insane. Like, he's just, like, here, and then... It don't make no sense. Like, no, nah, it don't make... I've never... The only other person I've seen be able to, like, elevate like that and hit their shots from deep is Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Have you ever seen Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. shoot? Yes. The only other person I can think of besides him would be uh, Antonio Blakeney. You by any chance know who that is? I have no idea who that is. You gotta watch Hoop Mixtape, man. My bad, bro. You didn't grow up on Hoop Mixtape and Ball's Life. I, I grew up on Ball's Life, but I. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know who you're talking about, but I've watched, I mean, I've watched Hoop Mixtape, yeah. but I've like, yeah. He was one of them guys. He used to come down, huh? Huh? And he jumping, like, same height as them guys. Super hot. I'm not gonna lie. You and me are straight kind of doing that from three. Yeah. No. Not yeah. like. Don't do, don't be like, I no, no, don't be over hump, like, no. No, I don't jump. Well, you, you did the other night. When? You went, one drill. I did, I did. Yeah, you did. That was a fluke. You didn't mean to? No. <laughs> I did it today, and I, I missed mine. Like, if you do it, it's like purely off of just like. Instant. In, instant, yeah, yes. Instant. Because, bro, that's why I love pull-ups so much. Yeah. Because it's just like, like, okay. Best scrimmage we had where I think I hit like, I think I seriously hit like eight mid-range pull-ups. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is that day before practice, like I didn't warm up shooting that sh- those shots. Mm-hmm. All I did was warm up working on my touch. Yeah. And so mid-range feels strictly like, like you got a good touch. It's a feel. It's a feel. Yeah. You feel. can you can shoot the mid-range. Yeah. And I, I actually like I want to do a YouTube video at some point of me like breaking that down. For sure. And what are you doing? You might get in the gym. Like, hey, hey, this is the CEO of the mid range game. You got Duke on there too, man. Yeah, Duke's got a pretty mid range. He's got, a, he's got a feel for it. He's got a touch for it. Him and Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our uh, 
Yeah, shout out to the teammates. Yeah, man. shout out, shout out to Willie Bat, Willie Bat in the trap. Yep. Sniper JJ. Gotta get JJ on an option. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, nah, dude. I just honestly like my favorite part of being on the team has been the team. Oh, like yeah, for sure. I mean, because you know, there's times we make jokes. Mm-hmm. Like, like I remember we came back from Christmas break. Duke looked around. He said. I don't want to see you guys. I'm around <laughs> y'all all the time. You right, I just just love being on the team. Um, that that's you know people know a little bit about like the period of time where I wasn't on team at all mm-hmm. for that six months. You know I was at Arkansas State. Yeah. And I can definitely say that was 100% what I missed the most mm-hmm. because all throughout high school, my one year at prep school. I was always on a team. Yeah. Like, I always was in a group message. I always was, you know, in community with people. And I always had at least one to two really good friends Mm -hmm. that I could, you know, talk to. And so I went through that six-month period where I was at Arkansas State and, you know, found out that, you know, I wasn't going to get an academic scholarship. Um, told Coach Bellato, hey, love you, appreciate, I appreciate the opportunity, but like, I gotta go somewhere else. Right. And he said, hey, I understand, man, let me know if you need help, because um, I understand you're not getting any academic money from mm-hmm. here. So, like, I was so happy when I reached back out to Coach Austin, and I said, like, because he asked me to come visit, yeah. and I, I never did, and I said, hey, can I still take you up on that offer? Because of COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and so I, like, I'm forever thankful mm-hmm. for that. Like, because, bro, no matter what happens, no matter what my numbers look like, no matter what my career looks like, the relationships have been everything. The relationships have built the foundation for my life. Like, I mean, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I love basketball, Mm -hmm. but I love the Lord more. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I've been able to have conversations with teammates that, I'm not going to be able to have if I'm just a student at school. I'm not saying, like, there's nothing wrong with that, like, going and being a student at a big school or whatever, but, like, that's how I knew I was I was out because it's like, I'm not going to just be a student. I'm going to be an athlete somewhere because that's my ministry. That's where I reach people the most. And so the community has been 100% the best part of being – on a college team, yeah. for me, I honestly don't know what else I'd be doing, bro. Really? Like, it's really a blessing. Sometimes it's a blessing to disguise, you know, being on a team. And then just, like I was just saying, you know, being able to affect somebody. Basketball, mm-hmm. it just it just keeps spreading and intertwining. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows somebody that knows somebody. And if they don't know somebody, then they'll be somebody that they know knows somebody. That makes sense. So. Bro, tell me, so... I'm going to tell a story that happened with me, um, and then I want you to tell me about like what community has meant to you. Mm-hmm. But when I was in that period of time, a lot of people don't know this, but there was a period of time where I legitimately was like, I think I'm done playing. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very, very short amount of time, like maybe two or three days. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, I mean, if you've read my book, you would know I was going through it. Yep. Like I was in a very fearful time of my life. Uh, praise God. Um, I've been, man, I've been reading John lately, and I read the story about how Jesus raised up Lazarus, mm-hmm. and he said, and he based, like, to paraphrase, he said, this man is dead to glorify God. 
because he's going to be raised up. Mm -hmm. And so I really, truly think I had to go through that in my life so that I can use this platform now to glorify God. I would not be doing this podcast, wouldn't have wrote the book, wouldn't have done anything I've done in my life without going through that horrible period of time. Mm -hmm. But to say all that, there was a two to three day period where I I called Stetson Smithson, um, one of my best friends, plays basketball Harding. Um, We're going to get him on soon to tell his testimony. I literally called him. I said, listen, dude, I think I'm done. Mm. Like, I can't do this anymore. Um, Because things were going bad at my prep school, and it was just, I mean, I I hated basketball for for a little bit because we only got to play like six games all year. Every single game got got canceled because of COVID. Because, you know, we were like, we weren't in a conference. Mm-hmm. Like we were like our own separate thing mm-hmm. and we played JUCOs and JUCOs games were getting canceled left and right. Yeah. And so since we're not in their conference, they're not gonna reschedule us. Right. And so I told him, I was like, bro, I think I'm I think I'm done. I think I'm done. And he like he said, Bro, next time I find you, I'm going to like shake you and tell you, What are you talking about? Right. He was like and he dude, he's we were on the phone for like two hours. He was like, you love basketball. Yeah. Like, that's how you reach people. That's yeah. how you talk to people. That's like your life. You can't throw away your life. And he honestly, legitimately talked me out of making, I'd say, one of the absolute worst decisions of my life. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if you've ever had anyone encourage you like that or like like grab you and, and get you to think straight. But like for me, I wouldn't be here without those people. So Yeah, I have. I've had a few instances, and mine are like, mine are pretty small, mm-hmm. but to me, they meant a lot. One of the first ones, I guess the first one, I was going to quit basketball in like the sixth grade. Really? Yeah. Because I was, I was actually better at football. Football was a lot easier. That boy can throw. We play, we play aerial, and he, he gets touchdowns, and then I go. Yeah, I could, I could throw the ball at the time, and I was bigger than everybody as a kid. You were that kid. You grew before everyone. Yeah. I wasn't. You see how that went, but. I never grown. Yeah, I I peaked early. So, sixth grade, I was about to quit. And then, Coach Kenny Hall, he uh, was was the new basketball coach Mm -hmm. for our elementary team. And he was going to coach. You know, we had a bunch of kids that played basketball at the time. So, we had two teams. We had an A A team and a B team. They split us up pretty Mm -hmm. even. And so, I was about to quit, but we all went to the Playtime Peace in Lorraine. I miss Playtime Pizza. That place was great. I love that place. I have a birthday party there. Yeah, that place was great. We always play Playtime Pizza. And uh, so I was just hanging out with the guys. And I told them, like, yeah, I'm about to quit. I'm about to just play football. I like football more. That's what I thought. And then uh, Coach Kenny Hall, he was like, you know, you're a great player. You know, he was like, you're a really good player. You got a lot of potential. And he kind of just, you know, convinced me to stay. And so that was the first instance where, had I quit, who knows where I would have been. I might have got back in. Who knows? I was really young. But, you know, that gave me a little bit more fire. And then, uh, obviously, I had my knee surgeries. And mm-hmm. I remember I had I had my first one. I'm like, dang, I'm down. Mm-hmm. Got back up, got better. I had another one. Mm-hmm. Played the whole season on, like, a partially torn or almost fully torn meniscus. Didn't even know. Uh, got, back, got back down. Had that surgery. Recovered. I remember telling myself, I said, if I have a third one, I'm going to quit. I had a third one. Seriously? Yeah. I had the third one. That's crazy. But I didn't quit. I just kept on going. It was my senior, going into my senior year, I just had a lot of fire in me mm-hmm. at that time. I just, 
really, I was like, I can, I can do it. I can get recruited. Because at the time, I wasn't getting looked at at all. Mm-hmm. So I just kept on going. And uh, I guess that was kind of like some self, you know, some self-motivation. But then the next essence I can really think of is my freshman year. I didn't play much. So, you know, when you're a senior in high school and you was just a star, you were shooting all the shots you wanted to shoot, yeah. and then you come to college and you're not playing like at all, it's like, whoa. So it's like shell shock. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was still, you know, practicing. I was doing okay. I was doing my thing. You know, I was still shooting a couple of memories, jumping. Come on, baby. Not. Come on, baby. And you know Shaq. Mm-hmm. Shaq was a, like a super senior here, and he was like, hey, bro, like, yo, memory is nice. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much like all he said. And it kept me going. Yeah. And just little things like that, little compliments that some people can give you can really like take somebody a long way. Yeah. So like it never hurts to be kind, it never hurts to be nice. Cause who knows where I would have been if he hadn't said that one little compliment. Right. It really kept me going. Um, first of all, do you remember that day in the locker room? And I just I was like an attitude of gratitude. Oh yeah, I think And that. I was kinda messing around. And, but you took it like oh yeah I took that and ran with it uh-huh. big time because I guess I just needed that at the time didn't know uh-huh. that's, that's I don't even remember God. what what exactly like, what I what I said I don't remember I, but that's just how God works sometimes you know you just you were there I was there right place right time mm-hmm. everything happens for a reason you said what you said attitude gratitude and then last season from then on now I was just like wow like that makes a lot of sense like simply just be grateful for where you are because what I like to think about is like. There was a time where I was praying for what I have now. Mm, you know? Yeah, that's and crazy. When you get there, it's like, wow. But you don't want to forget how good God has been and letting you get to where yeah. you are. And so when, when you say attitude of gratitude, I was like, wow. And it just it just stuck with me in my heart still to this day. My dog. Yes, sir. It's my guy. Man, yeah, I, I think that. Like, I don't remember what was going on during that time, because that was, like, last year. I mm. think it was, like, it was last year. It was pretty early in the season. Yeah, I mean, it was probably one or two games in. Yeah. Uh, and, like and, then, and then I think you were just having, like, a a bad day. I can't remember what exactly it was. I don't remember. But, like, you were like, man, practice. Practice sucks. Like, practice so hard. And I just, I think I, I I'm going to be honest, I think I said that messing around. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was messing around, but... I think I like a minute, mm-hmm. but I was just kind of joking. Yeah. Like I was like, "Well, man, you just have an attitude of gratitude, then it's kind of hard to have a bad day." You know what? I remember mm-hmm. you didn't say it to me. I did. No, you just. I said, said it. You said it to somebody. It oh no no no! I walk. I remember. I walked in, and I, I think I was talking to you, but I was really talking to myself. Like I think I did one of the things where I was like, "Man." It's just a good day to have a good day. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something like that. I think I said it to you, and I remember you were not like talking to me. I just remember I heard you. And I was like, mm. Yeah, and, and so, then and then I think it was one of those like I looked at you and I was like, you know, DJ, you know. Yeah. And and then you were like, hmm? yeah. <laughs> Is it an attitude of gratitude? Yeah. You know? It was. And, and then you were like, I think you looked at me like, I kind of needed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then after that, I think that was next game like. Maybe we played pharmacy when you had like 19 or something. I had like 15. Oh, it was 15? Was it at pharmacy? Yeah, I mean, it was like, I mean, 15. but it was like 15 straight. Midi, uh, three, uh, rim, uh, <laughs> free throw, uh, midi, midi, midi. <laughs> like, it was just like going insane. Yeah. And then I think you, I think you like silently let out a, let's go. You were like, 
Let's go. Like that. Hey, you know what's crazy? My uncle reminds me of this often. I don't know if I've ever told you this. He told me, I don't know if it's true. I mean, he's not a liar by any means. Right. He said he said he benefited in your recruiting. Did you know that? What's your uncle's name? JD. John David Parker. Him and Coach Austin are like best friends. Don't you remember? He's the one okay, he coached at Blue Mountain for seven years. Uh-huh. And so anytime I mention you, he's just like, uh, you know, he okay. Win and PA were in the same conference. And he, and he was the coach at Win at the time. And so oh. he took y'all's film. Like, he was watching y'all's film yeah. on Huddle. He was watching PA versus Baptist. Yeah. And and he said that he watched you cook PA. Oh, that and, makes sense. And so he texts Coach Austin and said, because he's not in college anymore. He's coaching high school. Uh-huh. He texts Coach Austin and said, yo, Coach, you might want to look at this kid. I you didn't know that? I didn't know that. That's what he said. He was like, yeah, I just, I said, yeah, I text Coach Austin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, this kid can shoot. This kid plays hard. You would like him. And then he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then he just checked him out. Because Jamie's not going to say that about anybody. Right. Like, well, I appreciate that. For real. Because I had a pretty good game. We lost that game. Mm-hmm. You and something moves up, right? Yeah. Hey, bro. You drop this. Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't your fault, King. Oh, no. You don't, you don't like it when I, like, call you, like, nicknames. That's kind of what we call my name. You, like, I'll be like, good shot him. Like, I'm not him, he's him. I'll be like, shot King. He's like, I'm not King, he King. And I'm just like, all right, DJ. Yes, sir. There we go. Yes, there we go. Sir. Um... Oh yeah. So like, obviously you got podcasts, mm-hmm. you play college basketball, you do FCA, mm-hmm. you wrote a book. So like, you're really busy, mm-hmm. like all the time. How do you do it? Like kind of like manage my time. Yeah. How do you manage? I've wanted someone to ask me that question for a long time because okay. honestly, I really love time management. Like mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a weirdo, bro. Um, I actually want to make a YouTube video just about that. Yeah. Like how I manage my time. Do you use um, your calendar on Yahoo? Yeah, uh, I use, so actually I don't mind, I'll just keep that rolling, I'll get my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed it in the day in the life video, but like I used to sit down and watch like YouTube videos and I would see like, you know, all these like big YouTubers or big influencers yeah. and their busy schedules and how they manage their time. Mm-hmm. And so I watch different videos. Like I use Apple Calendar, I use Google Calendar, I write it down. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of just experimented with stuff and figured out like what works for me. Right. And so I eventually figured out that okay, I really like Apple Calendars. Mm-hmm. So like, if I got like I color code stuff. So like if I got if I got class, class is green for me, gotcha. and I put it down like that. Um, if I got like I mean I'll have to go back to like. October or mm-hmm. something. Um, blue is basketball. Mm-hmm. So like if I got basketball practice or if I'm training the kid. Yeah. Purple is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like I just put Jesus. Like anything that I feel like is intentional. Like what because of like royalty. It actually like kinda like I think originally I had it as purple just cause, but then I realized the, the royalty yeah, and yeah. I was like, oh wow, like I guess that's what that's for. Right. Um, but like I mean I meet with 
Jake Ginrich, the pastor at First Baptist, I meet with him once a week. Um, and yeah, and like, but if you look, it says it's discipleship breakfast with Jake. Mm. That's in purple. And honestly, bro, like, throw that back over there. The biggest thing for me is that I absolutely love controlling my time. Mm. And that's why I think I really want to work for FCA. Mm. Because, like, for me, you know, I, I thought I was going to go to, into coaching for, like, the longest. And then I realized, like, one thing that just makes me so happy is getting up in the morning, reading my Bible, drinking coffee. Like, I, like that's my favorite thing. I do it every morning. Um, if I work out really early, it's the first thing I do when I get back. Mm -hmm. And I think I've just realized what benefits me the most. Yeah. Like, reading my Bible every single day, seven days a week, benefits me. Yeah. Reading one chapter of a book every single day benefits me. Mm. So I am intentional about doing those things each day. And so those are things I prioritize. Um, and then with the book, bro, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. Right. Um, but I started having a goal of like, I, I had a million notes on my phone for the book. Mm. And then I had the goal, I was like, okay, I want to write one subtitle a day. And so I started writing one subtitle, and then I'd pray, reflect, and wait until the next day. Now, the last chapter of my book, chapter 9, A Love That Lasts, I did that all in one day. Because it was crazy. Like, I was praying, and I just felt so moved by the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Like, I did it all in one setting. I think it took me like two hours, three hours, but I just, I did it all. Because I was like, I think I can write all this right now. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So, to, to wrap it up, I managed my time by knowing my priorities. Like, I don't do things that I deem unnecessary or that I'm not gonna like. Right. Like, I've become really good at saying no, mm. basically. Um, Craig Groeschel, pastor I love listening to, watch him a lot, he says you grow with your nose. Yeah. He says, if you're a leader, you've gotta learn to say no. Yeah. Like, take for instance, um, I, I just, I prioritize things. And I, and I figured out my groove, I figured out what I like um, and, and I've looked up and I've been like, wow, like I've gotten everything done in an efficient time. I've got five hours to do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. So now if I play video games or if I read or whatever, it's cause I want to do it. Not because I'm escaping from my priorities. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, it does for sure. Yeah. And also like, you know, we've been through a lot together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, you know, just as friends, man, on the basketball team, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we can have one straight, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, my next question would be, like, just in life and with basketball, with your faith, with school, whatever it may be, like, when you start to get, you know, down and overwhelmed mm -hmm. and, like, even discouraged, like, what would your what would your advice be to other people to, you know, recover and yeah. come back up? So, that's a really good question. And honestly, you could answer it in multiple ways. I would say, like, it, it kind of varies with different people. Obviously, some people's first answer may be, you need to pray, get in prayer. Mm -hmm. Other people's first answer may be, you need to bump worship, like get positivity in your mm -hmm. mind. Other people may say, um, you need to surround yourself with people. And honestly, I say all three of those are correct. Right. Like, I will pray and say, God, what do I need to do to get closer to you right now? Mm -hmm. Like. Or why am I feeling this way? Um, okay, 
my ultimate answer to that is this though. Get Out of Your Head is a book by Jenny Allen that changed my life. And the greatest tool that you can have when recognizing the enemy's lies mm. and saying, oh my gosh, like, I feel worthless, I feel unlovable, I, I don't, you know, feel worthy, like all these things, is to recognize his lie and mm. replace it with God's truth. That is number one above anything else. Yeah. Because it's like, if you memorize scripture that is going to help you overcome whatever lies happening in your life, like you say, okay, um, I'm unlovable. God doesn't love me. Mm. Okay. Like one thing for me I've done is I journal a lot. We've talked about it. you like yeah. to journal too. Yeah. I'll I'll write out lie and then I'll write the lie. And it's hard. It's hard to, to write out like, okay, I'm insecure that I don't have a lot of money. Mm. Okay. And then you would write out truth. God loves me and he's going to take care of me. Mm. And then the verse um, you know, Paul talks about in Philippians, uh, he says, I've been content with little and I've been content with great. I would write out that verse and then I would maybe make like a declaration that God is going to take care of me and I'm going to be content with a lot. And I'm going to be content with little. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one verse, you know, your your favorite verse, Joshua 1.9. Yep. Um, I command you, be strong and courageous. Mm-hmm. Be strong and courageous. Um, there's, yeah, different versions of it. Mm-hmm. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. For the Lord your God will be with you. Wherever you go, yeah. Um, but like, for instance, you could write lie. I'm I'm a weak man. Like, and I'm not a lot of dudes gonna say that because right. every man thinks they're stronger than they are. Right. But it's like if I write, okay, I'm not very confident. Like, mm-hmm. you could write lie. I'm not very confident. Truth. God will give me strength when I need it. Mm-hmm. And then you would write out that verse, Joshua one nine, because, bro, scripture memorizations changed my life. Yeah. Like. When there's times where I just feel the enemy lying to me, like, I always come back to God's truth. Always. Mm. Um, And that's changed my life. I mean, there was one time where I was preaching, and I, I, I didn't even really plan on doing it, but, like, the Spirit was moving. And I think I quoted, like, ten straight verses from Paul. Mm. Like, I was like... Off the top. Yes. Like, I studied it a little... And I thought about doing it, but I didn't know if I actually would. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, yeah. like I was like, Romans 8 once says, therefore now there's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. Like that's for if you feel like God is going to judge you, um, even if you've been saved. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think God has abandoned you, Romans eight twenty eight, all things work together for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Mm-hmm. If you think that your mind is never going to be uh, strong enough, if you're never going to conquer mental health. Romans 12, 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go on. I mean, I could keep going on, but you get my point. Yeah. It's like the more you memorize scripture and the more your life is just consumed by Jesus, mm-hmm. you're not going to, like, the enemy's going to lie to you. He's the father of lies. That's what John, I think John 10, 10, I think that's what it says, that Satan is the father of lies and he can only lie. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll be able to get his lies out. And you'll be able to get out of more pits yeah. because as soon as he starts lying, you say, no, no, uh, true. Second Corinthians 10, five says, take every thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. And so uh, that's the best piece of advice I could ever give. Memorize scripture and apply it to your life. For sure. That's, that's huge because like, if you don't have word in your heart, then like, once things start to attack you, once the demons start to attack you, mm-hmm. and life starts, you know, do what it does, take its course, then you don't have anything to you know, fall back on. 
you got to build your yeah. house on that foundation and all I'm saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is there any verses that you like hold on to like that? Definitely Joshua 1-9 for mm -hmm. sure. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid. Like I really take those to heart. That's the verse mm -hmm. you know, my mom gave me when I was you know, just going through a tough time. But also there are like other just like passages, honestly. Right, like, yeah, whole passages. As you know, we've been at Loser Street, right? Mm -hmm. And I was reading Job. And like, mm -hmm. if you look at Job, he was just going through stuff. And just, there was like no reason why. Right. It was like, he was sitting there like, why? Why, yeah. God? Like, I just don't get it. God was like, where were you when I made the earth? Where mm -hmm. were you when I made the water and separated the waters from the land? And ultimately, like, we don't need to know why. We don't have to know why. We have to trust that God has a plan, a purpose. And the reason for everything he does, you know, like seasons, because you can take this out of basketball, seasons mm -hmm. that are bad, they just happen, you know? Yep. And you just got to get through sometimes. And you got to remain trusting in him. That's the most important thing. Bro, it's so insane that you, you quote that passage, like you said, because, like, that's my favorite verse in Job. Mm -hmm. And I told this story one time. Um, there's been times for me where at the most random moments scripture comes to life for me mm. like i literally like hear it play out in my life yeah um i i was preaching last year at my dad's church and i used that passage it's just it's crazy you say that like i was using that passage because job or i'm sorry god is talking to job because job was complaining to god and he literally told him he's like where were you when I laid the foundation yeah. of the earth? Yeah. Like, where were you when I measured all this gold? Like, bro. In a way, it's like, who are you to question who I am? Yeah, like, how are you going to question and He's who right. Because like, who are we? Who, yeah, who are we to question God? Like, you really going to question the dude that made you? Right. It's okay to have questions. And yeah. All that, but, like, at the same time, he has the ultimate plan. He has mm -hmm. the master plan. You just mm -hmm. need to be trusted. Yeah. You just need to be trusted. And I, I'll tell you this too, dude, scripture has made me work harder. Mm. Like, because think about today, um, you know, when I was breaking the press today, mm. you know, and I, you know, it was out of love, but Javon was like, Caleb, you a try hard. Right. Like, and he was joking. He was just joking. Mm. But I looked at him and I said, that's the best compliment I've ever gotten in my life. I appreciate it. Sure. And everyone kind of laughed, but I'm like, bro, like, I kid you not, like one time last year. I was running track and I didn't want to be there. Mm -hmm. Like last year was, I was ready to be done with track. I was ready to move on. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I I mentioned in my book, I never got my senior year in track. Yeah. I wanted, I was going to, I planned on winning a state championship. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to win a state championship. I remember that. But um, when I got the chance, when I came to Williams and Coach Austin was like, you know, you're not playing for this semester because you're redshirting. I'll allow you to run track. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. So I ran track. And my freshman year, I set the school record in the 1500, mm -hmm. the race that I wanted to win a state championship. Right. In. And when I set that record, bro, I remember I cried and I called my mom like a baby. Mm -hmm. I cried like a baby. And I said, Mom, like, I'm, God gave me the chance I never got. Yep. He gave it back to me. And I told her, I was like, Mom, honestly, like, I think I could never run again. Right. <laughs> I'd be okay. And so, honestly, like, I ran again last year, and I was just ready to be done. Like, I, you know, I was wanting to focus more on my AAU team. Mm -hmm. um, and so, I was running one time, and I'm going to be honest, like, I, I wasn't going very fast. 
I would, I mean, I was probably going like 60, 70% speed. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the middle of me running, I kid you not, bro. It was almost like a voice. Like I heard that verse Mm -hmm. out loud, Mm -hmm. but I heard it in the context of what I was doing. So it was like, where were you when I gave you the the ability to run? Mm -hmm. Where were you when I gave you this opportunity and this blessing? How in the world are you not going to run hard for me? when I've given you this ability. Right. And bro, I'm gonna be honest, I started booking it. Like I was like, <laughs> like as, you, as you do. Like I started running like way faster because I was like, oh my God, like I, I woke up. Yeah. Cause who was I thinking about during that time? It's it. It's myself. We say it all the time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> Don't even remind me. <laughs> Don't even remind me. Like, like what's the definition of selfishness? Mm-hmm. Thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that. So bro, it just came to life in that moment. And honestly, I, I can say that for the most part, I worked hard after that. Although I still had that desire, you know, maybe not to as much, but that scripture kept me going. Yeah. So that's good. Man. Yeah. I didn't know like, you know, you talk about passages and stuff like what's a passage maybe this year. that's like kind of kept you going, kind of kept you, um, in a, in a happy place because I have to do that, bro. Like, I have to hold on to verses and passages. Like, I mean, this year, like, my, I mean, I got it over there. My verse of the year is uh, Psalm 146.2. Mm-hmm. I will praise the Lord all my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Mm-hmm. I will say definitely dope. Yeah. Like I mentioned earlier, because that's what I've been reading for the longest. I've, like, jumped around sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think I went in, um, went in Ephesians and Galatians for a little while. Oof. Fire, right? Fire. I was there for a little while, but definitely Joe because mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty long chapter. Just like yeah, yeah, just in general. And then it gets to that point where it's like not much is really going on. But if you really read it, a lot's going on. It's conversation with his friends. It's like real life. It's like facts, no facts. Because you know there's nothing new under the sun. It's the same stuff we go through Ooh. all the time. It's people in the ear mm-hmm. about why haven't you just given up on that? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you did this. Maybe you did that. Like. It's the same thing that we would hear mm-hmm. in any case of life. And Job was like, you know, he was trying to, like, put it all together. Like, he was trying mm-hmm. to categorize it in a way. And so, just seeing how he handled it, and, like, I haven't finished the chapter, but I know how it ends. It's going to be good. Yeah, I know. I know how it ends. Yeah. It's everything back, you know. Double. Yeah, double. more. And so, like, seeing my life happen, how things are just going. Some stuff just, you know, we have our seasons where things just happen, but it's all about trusting God, knowing that at the end of the day, it's going to be all right. Bro, you know what's crazy? That Reading that book did teach me that as tough as it, as, tough as it is, you have got to be able to, to discern when someone has your best interest, when mm-hmm. giving you advice, and when they don't. Like, I pray that you know at this point that I'm always going to have your heart. And it's like, when I give you advice, I'm like, Lord, give me your words to tell him. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy is, bro, during the time, like, I've I've talked about this before. Like, when I was writing my book, even, like, family, like, I had to be like, I'm going to be honest, like, I love you. I'm I'm not listening to you. Mm -hmm. Because, like, less family and more, like, older people. Mm -hmm. Like, there were two or three people I talked to where I was like, hey, listen, like, 
you know, I've got this idea for this book and, uh, you know, I've, I've heard you've got some experience with this, this, and this. Like, what's your best piece of advice? And bro, I had two people legitimately say, I'm going to be honest, if I were you, I just wouldn't do it. Right. Like, they were like, you know, it's, I mean, no one's going to accept a 20-year-old, like, pub, like published couple. I'm not going to accept it. Like, I, I, yeah, and I'm just like, but it like, it's like with Job. Like, if you just listen to people just for the sake of listening to people. Right. Like, like they didn't have his best interests. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, they were just thinking about themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's like, he never had a friend even directly say, hey, man, maybe God's just trying to get some glory from this. Right. And, like, that's why I think it's important to have friends that love the Lord. And, mm -hmm. obviously, we've got more scripture than Job had yeah. back in the day. Yeah. But that's why it's important to be surrounded by people who love the Lord and who know the Bible. Job is a great example of, like, discernment. You, know? mm -hmm. you decide what you want to believe, what you want to listen to. Because without discernment, you know, they just fall in the tree just all out of whack. Mm -hmm. They ain't going to be able to categorize, like, what's good and what's bad. And I think he did a good job. He is a great example. Just, man, I'm so glad Job was in the Bible. <laughs> Dude, me too. Because, yeah. you know, there's a word, depending on the translation that you read, there's a verse where it says, it talks about, the like, the traits of Job. Mm. It said, Job loved God. Yep. He was wealthy. Yep. Not like he was wealthy because he was smart with his finances. Yep. He had many children. He had much cattle. He had all these things. And it said, one of my favorite things it says is Job was a blameless man. Yep. And so my goal, me and my buddy Chase Duncan, we've talked about this a lot. Like, I know I'm not going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. The only perfect person to ever walk this earth was Jesus Christ. Right. I know that. Right. But I've got a goal in my life of being a blameless man. Because I know that if there were, you know, sinful and mean and just bad people in the Bible that God could use, and, and people like Job who had sin, mm -hmm. it said he was a blameless man. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my goal. I want to be blameless. Like, I don't want to have any shame in the way I live my life. Right. Like, I don't want to... Like, I want to be who I am in public. I want to be in private as well. Mm -hmm. And so Job's given me uh, that kind of example to have and uh, that kind of standard to have. For sure. So, all right. Last question. And then I don't know. Um, we've probably been on here for an hour. I guess we've been on here a while. But my last question for you um, is, like, you ever seen those quotes that are like, um... I keep going because of him, and then it'll be like a picture of little you. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, because you know, when you're a little kid, you're like, I want to go to the NBA. Yeah. Like, and then you get older and you're, you know, 5'9, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you got to resort to shooting mid range pull ups all the time. Sure. But, like, what would your best piece of advice be to, like, a young fifth, sixth, seventh grade athlete that they want to be their best? Um, physically and spiritually, like what would be your best piece of advice for them on, you know, how to play at the next level, but also how to be close with God while they're doing that? I would say be consistent and simply find like what you're good at. Mm -hmm. So in the spiritual walk, be consistent. Mm -hmm. In the athletic walk, be consistent. If you show up, 
then you know that's the first step. Mm -hmm. You show up all the time, and you know, and that goes into reading your Bible all the time, pray all the time, go to church all the time, whatever it may be. Be consistent in what you do because if you don't have that habit, you know, that mm -hmm. consistency, that constant, you know, that constant habit of doing it, then like you won't be able to grow. Because think about it, if you if we only practice two times a week, mm -hmm. and then we would go play two or three games a week, we would be very good. We'll, no, we wouldn't because, you know, you don't have that consistency. So that's what I would say. And then, you know, find fun in it. Find love for it, actually. <laughs> because, like... We forget sometimes. Yeah. We're supposed to have fun. Yeah, because if it ain't fun, if you don't love it, you're not going to want to keep doing it. Yeah. Because think about it. What would practice be if we didn't have guys like James Bond cracking jokes? It would suck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like, it would be, honestly, it'd be miserable. Yeah, like, we have our days, and it's just like, whew, it's rough. Yeah, you know? and then it's like, you crack a good joke, and it's like, man, I'm glad to be here with my people. Yeah, man, you're good. Mm -hmm. So, that would be my advice. Be consistent, have fun, find your love for it, and, yeah. That's solid, because I think consistency is the greatest thing that young players lack. Mm -hmm. Because I've always heard Drew Hanlon, when I heard him say this, I was probably like a sophomore in high school, and it changed the way I think about training. Uh, he said the three rules to getting better at anything is work hard, work smart, and work consistent. Oh, sure. Like, you know, without hard work, you're never going to get anywhere in life. Um, but if you only work hard once a week, you're doing then you're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. But if you work hard and you work consistent, yep. but you don't work smart, Right. You're there for no reason. Like Michael Jordan, I heard him one time, uh, there was a quote by him that said, if you work hard every day at the wrong things, you're just going to be really good at the wrong things. Right. And so work hard, work smart, work consistent, mm -hmm. changed my life. Trying to get better every day. Like Shea Gilgis, Alabama. Mm -hmm. I hope I pronounced that right. But, Shy know, Shea, whatever he is. He's bald right now. Oh my gosh. And he's he's uh, crazy. He had a video or something that he was like, when you really focus on like a smaller picture and like trying to get better every day, mm -hmm. then that's what they start to change. And that's when you start to become you know, great. And right mm -hmm. now he is looking like he like on the top of the league for sure, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, you look at the way you play, like you would never think you play so slow. Facts. Like, you just do what you do. <laughs> yeah, like there were uh, I, I watched a video, I think it was like with JJ Reddit, he was talking about how Shay's not even like that big, like mm -hmm. strong, but he uses his body. You know what he's Like he'll get in the mid range and then bump, bump. He's there every time. Mm -hmm. Side step, step back, hezzy, rim. Like yeah, that, that guy's nice. I remember thinking he was like, I remember not liking. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, I remember, yeah. I was yeah. the same way. I was like, I didn't, I just didn't like the way he played. Yeah. And then he started doing what he's doing now. I'm like, oh. bro, I'll say like. I remember watching a, a video with, with Steph Curry, and he was talking about how if your standard for yourself is so ridiculously high mm. that all you care about is chasing that standard, you'll look next to someone, and it's like they're like you don't even have to worry about the person next to you yep. because you're chasing this. You're not having to chase another person. You're chasing getting better. And I think that was the biggest difference for me in my freshman year to this year. Mm -hmm. My freshman year, I would look at guys like you, Javon, Duke, and all I would think was like, man, I'm like, I'm not doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, you know, comfortably getting to my spots. I'm not um, 
you know, I'm not, my handle's not right. Like I would think like all these things. And I remember going in, I remember going into the off season in the summer and I, I can't remember who it was, who it was I was talking to, but it was like, you're looking around too much. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to focus on you. Yep. What do you have to get better at? What's your strengths? And in high school, my strength was, my strength was always my mid range game. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, if I got to my spot, like, and I'd rise up, no one could contest it. Right. And so I think that, like, seeing you be so great in the mid-range last year actually, like, like made me realize, like, wow, like, I've got to get back to being what I'm good at. Yeah. And, like, this year, bro, I've, like, I've shot so many pull-ups. Yeah. Like, even today, I think I made, like, two. And it was just, like. You do good when you pull up, like, for real. People really don't give you credit for it, but you do. That's why you're my guy, man. Come on, man. <laughs> no, I mean, I think you, like, at times, like, I don't say you overshadow me, but, like, you're literally the mid-range CEO. Like, that's what you're known for. Like, I'm not even, like, sucking, so, sucking up, trying to hype you up. Like, it's like, who's the best mid-range shooter on the team? DJ. Then it's like, no one even thinks about me because it's like, well, that's DJ's thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Am I wrong? I mean, I get what you mean. I wouldn't put it like that, but... Well, how would you put it? People kind of just know what I'm probably going to do. Yeah. That's about it. And but, I, think, I mean, it's not like people are like just stopping me, though. I love that. <laughs> like, I'm getting there. I'm still getting my spot. Yeah, I'm getting there. You can't do nothing about it. I think you and I'm me... I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm surprised they ain't figured it out yet. I swear. Bro, I've been shooting pull-ups all year. You would think it'd be easy to go out somebody. It's not. It's not. <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? I think we're the only people that stop each other from shooting pull-ups sometimes because so we, know. we know what's in the mind. Yeah. It's like, okay, he get into the elbow. I can, like, almost tell you about shooting sometimes. Oh, no, mine's more predictable than yours. Like, you're better at, you're better at using your eyes than me. Sure. Like, you'll be, like, going to the rim... And then, but me, sometimes I'm like, well, I'll be looking, like, I'll look at my spot, I'll be like, mm -hmm. like it's like a, it's a feel, it's a pace, mm -hmm. and sometimes, like, you can tell when somebody's about to, like, slow down and pull up, mm -hmm. or sometimes you can't, because there are a lot of times you give them the fake, and I'll be like, here we go. No, I got mad, I told him today before practice, I got mad, because yesterday, I, like, Last year, I added the pump fake in my mid-range game, and it's done wonders for me. Like, I'll go here, and I'll get to my spot, and I'll go, because I, I was watching a video with Kobe talking about it, and so almost everyone falls for my pump fakes, and even he's fallen for it uh, before, yeah. but yesterday, he didn't fall for it, and I said, why'd you not fall for my pump fake? And Tillman just said, I slipped. No, you said you were, you were just tired. <laughs> I was tired. I didn't feel like jumping. <laughs> he was like, I was just tired. I didn't even feel like jumping. So it was like, dang. I probably could have, like, risen up and actually shot it. Yeah, probably just shot the first one. Yeah. It's not like I would have been there. No. But I, like, I, I've said before, like, like, brother, first, like, little scrimmages we did, you hit, like, three pull-ups on me. And I'm, like, right here. And I was like, what do I got to do? And then I was like, I just gotta like hit it out of his hands before he can even go up, like because if he gets here, it's over. It's over. I don't know. Does it make you feel good? 
feel good. <laughs> I'm saying make you feel good knowing like, yo, you can't stop it. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just hoping I can keep going, man. Hope I can keep doing well. Help him, keep helping the team. There we go. Big team guy. Big team guy. That's right. Yeah. Well, DJ, it's been fun having you on this podcast. Thank you for having me, bro. For real. It's, a, it's been a blessing, man. It's been yeah. a long time coming. Oh, yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say um, for you? I give you a kudos, man. You do a great job, you know, doing your thing. You got a podcast, but college basketball, SCA, speak in public, preach. You do a lot, bro. So Thanks, man. Keep doing what you're doing. It's only because of people like you supporting. My guy. Yeah. All right. See you guys later.